0: It is the seventeenth day of New Zealand lockdown and we've had a fairly cruisy day today um, doing some baking and some chocolate making. I've actually made some chocolate eggs because we didn't manage to buy them in time. So I've um, used some chocolate egg moulds that I had in my cupboard and managed to do something that kind of resembled the Kinder eggs which was pretty good, um, at least the 7 year old thought they were. Quite amazing I I put some lollies inside so they were like like this double treat and then we had fun hiding them a couple of times finding them in the weirdest places and then he ate them and smeared his face in them so that was a great success now that um, tourism and travel is changing as you know possibly for a very long time I wanted to talk about an article that I read today that made me kind of choke up a bit it's not a horror story don't worry it's um, something quite nice and well even mundane it's not yeah it's um it was a story of a group of German tourists who had been stranded in a little town in Waikato called Natia Um, so they were just they just happened to be there I think in the beginning of the lockdown and they, they had a couple of camper vans and they were just kind of like hanging out trying to, I don't know, survive on a parking lot or something like that. And then one of the locals found out about their situation, um, posted about it on the town Facebook page or something that reached enough people. And lots of people just rushed in to help them. They were brought meals, um, even beer, board games, things like that. And, And then they arranged for these guys to use the facilities at the local sports club, which was a very nice thing to do. I think they hadn't had a hot shower or, um, well, one of them said that they, that it was amazing to stand indoors (laughs) because they hadn't done that in a long time. (laughs) Like standing inside a vehicle probably isn't quite the same. And I don't know, that's just, There's nothing extraordinary about this. Kiwis are very friendly and caring and it's probably one of the reasons that we've had so many tourists in the past. Like the word gets around that you know it's a nice country to travel. The locals are very lovely like they they go out of their way to help you and to get to know you and they kind of that all comes out in various situations. Um, And we do have a lot of Germans well in the past we've had a lot of germans here they they come every year it's it's like you know like those birds that travel from country to you know the other side of the world and they and a lot of them are these kind of so-called budget travelers like they they just buy a camper van when they arrive and then they drive around and you know park in various places on the side of the road or by the beach or some, somewhere, it's called freedom camping, as you know, it's it's one of those um, tolerated activities in many places, in some places it's actually against the rules, but and there are still a lot of places in New Zealand where you can freedom camp, um, and in the past, I think, in the media, these guys have not been portrayed in the most kind of favourable way, they, they are seen as kind of leeching on the... Um, resources and you know they don't bring in a lot of money they kind of they are like not the they're not the favorite tourists that every you know tourism dependent business wants in the country they are kind of like the the side thing that happens when you if you have high tourism then you will get these kind of guys like that's just part of the deal (laughs) I think it's like you, you get the the high-flying ones with lots of money and then you get the rest because you can't really like it's very hard to stop them from coming if you want to be open to tourism and if you want to kind of have that reputation of being a really lovely place to visit now I don't know how any of this is going to work in the future it's going to be completely different I'm sure it's just yeah I can't even fathom and New Zealand's going to be heavily affected by the absence of this kind of any kind of tourism in the in the future but there's something about that story that just I don't know I just it really made me choke up because I, I I've been here for 14 years and I still feel a little bit like an outsider I'm I'm a New Zealand citizen I I work here I pay taxes I don't break the law I don't do freedom camping or anything like that. I, um, I don't even break my lockdown rules. I'm pretty straight about that. But, um, but I still feel like I'm on the outside looking in, just a little bit. It's not a bad thing, I think. It's actually, it just means that I don't feel entitled to anything. I. I would have very hard time applying for any kind of benefit or anything like that even if I was in trouble, which I'm very very grateful right now that I'm not, but it is something that I I struggle with and that kind of colors how I see the stories of tourists and and young people who go around and um, you know experience the country on a budget. Um, Which is probably why I don't know, I I haven't really analysed this in depth, but might be why in my second book that I'm just editing at the moment, there is this um, theme going on, like the main character is one of these, you know, tourists who comes from Finland and travels on a budget and is kind of a bit clueless and just needs a lot of help on the way, like she actually does rely on the locals and the help she doesn't she would not survive without it so I think it's something that's just close to my heart or kind of makes me also makes me uncomfortable and that's um, also why I wanted to write about it I think i wanted to put myself through those experiences to kind of confront that and what's also funny that is there is a German character in the book who's um, a, a little bit peculiar and lovable <laughs> peculiar but lovable <laughs> and she's the one who's travelling with my main character it, that's a character that's actually loosely, very loosely based on a German friend I had years and years and years ago in Finland um, she was this very sincere kind of um since' a girl who spoke without preamble, she just went straight into the point. Um, and she's um okay, sorry about that. Sammy just walked in and totally spoke me, and I lost my train of thought thought. But what I was saying um about this German friend was that she kind of, um, she came to talk to me in a way that I haven't actually been approached by another human, I don't think, since then, like, she she just kind of came to me and told me that we should be friends, like, she just wanted to make a friend and she was very open about it, kind of like, um, like kids would do, they would just go to another kid and say, hey, let's be friends, do you want to be a friend? And the other one's like, yeah, sure. And, I don't think that had happened since my childhood until I was in my maybe early twenties, 25, something like that, under 25. And she just came to me. I think it was after a dance class that I we'd been to, but there were like 15 other people. I I didn't know her from a bar. soap. she just came and and started talking and just informed that we were gonna, you know, we were going to be friends. <laughs> and I thought I. I was a little bit taken aback but at the same time kind of just uh, just I don't know I just kind of shrugged and went like oh yeah okay okay then like if you if that's so important to you then all right and then we we hung out a few times and she's kind of she didn't really have a um, sense of humor in the same way that I was kind of used to with other people like you didn't, you couldn't joke with her she was very literal about everything so just yeah it's just a very interesting character um i'm not a psychologist i wouldn't try to you know describe her, <laughs> describe her in, in any kind of um clinical terms but she was definitely, definitely um, a bit strange but i did like her i thought she I, I thought she was kind of cool and not nothing that we talked about whatever I can even remember my my memory is terrible but if, even if I do remember something none of that has actually made it to to the book and you know in that form but something of her like the essence of her character and what she was like and how she approached me that definitely made it to the book that, kind of just that um dynamic was because I found it so fascinating back then and I don't know that's just stayed with me for years it's just so much fun to kind of dig up some stuff that you barely remember that you kind of have an idea of but then just add on that and create a whole new character who kind of you know resembles someone who you met but doesn't actually say or do anything any of the same stuff just you have the freedom you're writing fiction you just do whatever you want (laughs) but yeah so once that book book comes out you might be able to um, experience what I experienced back then now I would like to do a little shout out to my friend Jess in the UK um, who's not, probably not listening to this, he says much, um, more of a, like a, you know, a real entertainer, someone who would create some real content, not this kind of blah blah stuff, um, but he's, um, in a very tough situation in London, I think, where he's having to go back to work, even though he's, on some level of immunocompromised, I'm not sure what his situation is at the moment but he's not not that young and not that healthy so he probably should really stay at home and i understand that it's a really hard choice when you don't have any other income or your freelance other jobs have maybe fallen through or whatever is happening and if there's one gig that you can do but you just have to do that at the workplace like they, they're not giving you any choice in that matter it's a really hard choice, and I just feel very nervous about it for him. Um, and anyone else who's in that kind of situation, I feel for you. I, I don't know how. What can you do? It's the country's clearly not shut down, and the UK is not shut down the same way that New Zealand is. And he didn't make it back here on time, so he's stuck there and has to just get through this however things are gonna you know go down in in London and places like that oh, it's very crowded and it's, I don't know how you'd actually avoid the virus if you do have to leave your house every day I don't know but but I pray that he does and I really um, was hoping and this is my this is the actual shout out to Jess now I was hoping that he would record something a little message telling about his situation of his experience on the other side of the world and and sent that to one of their real podcasts not not this one but one that's got actual listeners like the stuff one because i was listening to that the other day they have a coronavirus nz um something like that i think it's just titled coronavirus nz a podcast that talks about well you guessed it coronavirus and they were asking f- um, for these voice clips from um, Kiwis who live abroad at the moment, who are experiencing this um, crisis in other locations. And they were asking for the ki- those guys to send in something to kind of um, send their little messages. And I was, I did message Jess saying, hey, you do need to, you know, record something and send that to this stuff podcast and have them play it because I'm pretty sure they would um I don't think anyone's actually sent anything They, they ask for that in every episode but so far nothing so yeah I don't know how popular it really is but anyway it's a good podcast I think it is a good podcast I enjoy it um so I'm hoping that messages like that could I don't know hammer in some sense into some of these kiwis here who are so safe and sheltered at the moment they have no idea how safe and sheltered they are it's just these people who are insisting that they have to get to their batch for easter weekend and are trying to you know go around the rules as best they can like doing anything they can to kind of bend the rules and get there and get their way in so that their life could just be as close to normal and they could enjoy it you know the maximum amount this time we're not meant to enjoy our lives in this time we're meant to survive that's really what we're meant to do and we're meant to help other people survive that's what we're called to do here it's not it's not about our personal enjoyment i wouldn't like if you can make yourself comfortable in your own home do that that's great like do anything you can to kind of survive the days and and not kill your kids. It's like whatever you need for that, do it. But but really, it's not. Um, this is not about your personal enjoyment. This time is not about like how, what you can get out of this or how you can, you know, somehow best the lockdown or somehow the make. You're not trying to make the most of it in that sense I don't think we should be thinking in those terms we're not trying to make the most of this we're just trying to make this tolerable within the rules because when you think about it it's a, a no brainer we we are all like since this is the government response you can whatever you think about it even if you do disagree with how and why we went into lockdown you have to admit that it's working this is this is one response that you can take to the coronavirus. And if you go down this road, then you have to go all in. Otherwise, it's like a moot point. Otherwise, we're just making people suffer for four, four weeks for nothing. If we are not all following the rules and actually doing it. And if we all follow the rules and actually do it, then we might actually get out of this. We might see the results and you know see this virus eradicated from New Zealand which is quite amazing like really that's something that not many countries can say they've done and as I was just reading in the news that wasn't in Singapore or one of those I think it was in Singapore the people who've had coronavirus and have already been declared um, cured and negative like they've had two negative tests for coronavirus are now testing positive again it's like uh, we there's so much we don't know about this virus There's so much we don't know like if we can avoid it if we can um stamp it out and not go through it at all i think it's 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 a major win there's it's actually nothing nothing great you can gain from having it and then possibly having it again and whatever and and then possibly infecting other people again when you think that you're already immune i don't know how this we don't nobody knows how this immunity stuff works around this virus like whether people actually are immune and how long they're immune for and if they if they kind of like relapse without any visible symptoms it seems like that kind of weird stuff might be happening and that's really what makes me think well avoiding it is actually there's nothing wrong with that as a as an end goal your end goal should not be like oh well everyone's gonna get it anyway so I might as well get it over with and I see those comments everywhere that kind of like oh you might as well just get it over with but for every person who gets it over with they infect on average two or three and it's they will just put more people at risk. They just kind of pass on that risk, even if they do survive and get some some form of immunity for a little while. It's not not a great victory if you are actually, if you end up being responsible for uh, some deaths and hundreds of people suffering through it. It's, I don't know. Like that lady in South Korea that was a patient, 31 or 33 or something, who suddenly, they they were on a very nice kind of flattening the curve kind of trajectory and then this lady came in and and went to, she was sick and running a fever and she went to a lunch or something a buffet she went to a buffet and then she went to a big church and like hugged everyone there and coughed on them and whatever and she's infected thousands of people she's like she's single-handedly responsible for this like major outbreak that killed so many people it's like oh this really doesn't make me feel great about christian faith in that sense. but hey, but anyway, people are people it's no place is safe in that sense especially when there's a large group of people gathering it's just going to happen but I was just going to say happy Easter and even if I don't feel great about Christians I do feel great about Jesus and what he's done and that should not be completely overshadowed by coronavirus rather it should be enhanced by it because we are at home and we're having to kind of like sit and think and be with our own thoughts and ourselves and and our God and what else is here in our bubble like just feel some days just feels very lonely in that bubble and I, I I'm really really happy that God's with me in this bubble <laughs> And I know God's with you in your bubble. So happy Easter. And I'll talk to you next time.